Hello, my name is Joe Hennis. And I'm Jared Fairclough. And welcome to To Introduce Our Guest Star, a Muppet Fan Podcast presented by ToughPigs.com. In this show, Jared and I are taking it in turns to surprise each other with this week's guests. And this week, once again, it is my turn. So Jared, you have not a clue who our special guest is going to be. Is that correct? Not a clue at all. And I usually have some working theory. Today, I've literally got nothing. I've got a theory on who it's not, but that's about... Oh, seven billion people. So yeah, it's not one of those people. I can confirm that. Um, can we we're gonna change... play a little. I was gonna say, can we change the game to me guessing who it's not? Because I feel like I'm gonna get something <laughs> we... right. Because I don't think I've had any right this season so far. You, I don't think you have. Um, but uh, I don't know. I have faith in you today. All right, we'll fingers see. crossed. All right, hit me with some questions. What do you want to know? All right, as always, uh, Muppets, Sesame, or Henson? Muppets. Okay, that's completely thrown a theory of who I didn't think it was out. Um, Great, we're narrowing it down. That's the point right. of the game. Is this person a puppeteer? No. Is this person a writer? No, not in in the way that you're thinking. This person is a writer, but not not okay. for Muppet things. I think that's what you're you're wondering. A writer, but not for Muppet things. Oh. Um, is this person, has this, is this person currently working with the Muppets? No. Okay. Uh, have they worked with them in the last 10, 15 years? Yes. Cool. Um, I've got absolutely nothing at the moment. Um, <laughs> someone who writes for the Muppets, but not in the way I'm thinking, but doesn't work. No, no, for they the, don't write for the Muppets. That, that threw you off. Forget the That's writer a, thing. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Muppets. Um, Have they written any songs for the Muppets? No, they have never written for the Muppets is what I'm saying. So the Muppets haven't. Why would you tell me they were a writer? I'm trying to tell you now, Jared. Okay, so they haven't written anything. I said technically this person is, among other things, a writer. I didn't want to say no to that, but this person has never written (laughs) for the Muppets. Okay. Um, I have literally zero ideas. Um... Uh, so, uh, have they worked on any, uh, Muppet films? Uh, like a feature film? Like yeah. a theatrical film? No. No? Well, then, I have literally no idea. Uh, I'm gonna... Okay, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark. Uh, is it, uh, Muppet producer Martin Baker? It is not Muppet producer Martin Baker. I'm so sorry, Jared. That's right. Uh, but I'm him. very excited... I'm very excited for you, and I think you're going to be excited in about 20 seconds. Yep. Our guest today is an actor, writer, and comedian who has appeared in such films as Tropic Thunder, 500 Days of Summer, and Avengers Endgame. You've seen her on TV series like Drake and Josh, That 70s Show, and The Office. Oh, you're making a face now. You know who it is. Is this a Vetna Brand? Jared, she recently received a Primetime Emmy Award for her work on a Black Lady sketch show, and she deserved an Emmy for her role as Shirley Bennett on one of your favorite and my favorite TV shows, Community. She had a featured role in Muppets Haunted Mansion, and she is a huge Muppet fan in her own right. Jared, I am extremely pleased to introduce our guest star, Yvette Nicole Brown. Holy Jesus. Oh, there, I think she's here. Yvette, if you're there, we just 
we just spoiled the surprise. Oh, there you are. <gasps> I just changed my name so I wouldn't break. <laughs> that was great because not everyone thinks to do that. <laughs> yeah, I changed my picture to the pillow that's in this hotel. Great. That's the picture. It doesn't look anything like you. So perfect. Oh, you changed like the actual photo. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> yeah. By the way, so I'm Joe. This is Jared. Uh, hi, Joe. Hi, Jared. Hi. This is such a huge treat. Um, we are humongous fans of yours. And uh, oh. you've been uh, on, I, I, I can't speak for Jared, but I assume it's it's true for him too. You've been on my list of people who I've wanted to talk to for Tough Pigs for a really long time, just because you've been such an outspoken fan of the Muppets. Uh, for yeah, I love. Yeah, so uh, you're one of us, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, I I this is a very big moment for me because um, and I'm sure you hear this a lot, but Community, literally one of my favorite TV shows, if not my favorite TV show of all time. Um, I I'm very very starstruck and very excited because like Joe, that's Shirley, Shirley <laughs> talking to us right now. <laughs> And so sweet. Thank you so much. We'll we'll get to all the Muppets and everything, but at the time of recording, there's a lot of news going around. Can you just let us break it, uh, Yvette? Community movie. When's it happening? <laughs> I, you know, if I could be the one to break it for you, I, I really would. Honestly, it's the same thing we've always said. Everybody has a desire to do it. There's no one that's like, I don't want to do that film. We all want to do it. It's just, you know, you have to do scheduling. You know, everybody has to be free at the same time and a script has to be written and you know what I mean? It's like the same thing with any movie that, that comes together, but at least it's not that there's no desire. You see mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if there was, if there was, if we didn't want to do it, then that would be the end of it, but we all do. So it's, it's just a matter of time for them to figure out how to, how to get it together. That's my, that's what I believe. I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the show too. So, so yeah, so no scoop except, you know, it's the same, it's no, no new scoop, but the same scoop, you know? Right. We'd love I'll to take it. it. Well, we'll mm. I'll take it. Either way, well, we'll, if, we'll if be first in line to see it. You know, I mean, we're we're ready for it. I think everyone is, oh. but we we really are for sure. I love it. Uh, so you have been such an outspoken Muppet fan since I mean, since the early days of, of Community when we really you know Jared and I really started following you and the rest of the cast on a regular basis and seeing you in interviews and such. Um, why was it important for you as a fan to men be to be mentioning this on such a regular basis? Well, you know, it's like any other fandom, right? Like when you're, I, I say this all the time when I talk about nerds, because nerds get bad, get a bad rap, but really being a nerd is just loving something a lot. Like, I love it so much. Oh my God. That's a nerd. So you can be a nerd about video games. You can be a nerd about, I'm a nerd about napping. I love napping so much. Um, and <laughs> just, I love, like my whole life, I've loved, I've loved Sesame Street. I've loved the um the Muppet movies I've loved everything Jim Henson my entire life so um the things that I love I talk about like if you follow me on on social media if I'm talking about it I really care about it be it politics or kindness or um the Muppets or you know Ted Lasso like there's a thousand things that I love and I just talk about all of them I'm glad you mentioned yeah. Ted Lasso because I know that you did an interview with uh Brett Goldstein uh, a while back for his <laughs> podcast who loves the Muppets. He, I mean, me and Brett love a lot. Yeah, yeah. he loves the Muppets. Um, 
And uh, like same to I mean to the point of like you know we I've got a short list of celebrities who talk about it a lot. And it's like I know they would get it <laughs> if we can get in touch with them. I know we they would get it. Um, now I didn't listen to deliberately didn't listen to your interview because I knew that we were going to be doing this and I didn't want to overlap too much. Mm-hmm. But um, did you guys talk about Muppets during that interview? And and did you just get that chance to like geek out together? We have talked about the Muppets. I think in every conversation we've ever had. Great. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a lot. So, um, yeah, no. And I think the, the first time I did his show, and I think still, he has a Muppets poster. He does this, <laughs> he does his um, podcast. It looks like he's in like a little hobbit house. Like he's up in an attic or something. He's got a little door behind him and it's a tiny, tiny door. And right next to it, he has a Muppets poster. And I've always said to him, why don't you put the Muppets poster over that weird little door? And he always jokes, it's supported to hell. Or you know what, Brett is dark at times. So he does jokes like that. <laughs> As soon as you do his podcast, the first thing you see besides his little face is his Muppet poster. So he loves Muppets. I love the Muppets. Yeah. Terrific. I, I I have faith that we'll get him one of these days, but he's, you know, he's he's a big deal now. So maybe he's too big for us. <laughs> Brett, Brett is very, um, very humble and kind. He's very busy, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's now, uh, what is he, Hercules in the uh, Marvel Universe as well? Oh, Brett? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he was at the end of uh he was at the end of the new Thor film. Oh my god, how did I forget that? Jesus, you guys, I'm telling you my brain is going That's bad. Right. So uh, apparently apparently he is. Well, you're you're both <laughs> in the Marvel universe. I mean, eventually I think we all will be, but <laughs> the Russo's have anything to do with it. Everyone will be in there. Um yeah, um Mine was like a little drive-by. I've been joking that I wanted to pop up. I want to do a, a prequel series. We're not a well. They're they're all over in the in the time continuum. So I don't know if it's a prequel or whatever where it would be in the in the thing. But me and um, Agent Carter in the seventies. Mm. I think Phyllis. I named her Phyllis Jenkins. I think Phyllis and and Agent Carter should be solving crimes with a young Chris Evans who came back to that time frame. By the way, so that's all I'm saying. I love the Make idea. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. get onto the Russos and off we go. Now, I don't have their number, so I'm going to probably put that on you a bit, but... I, I, I'll give them a call. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, so we, we do, I mean, again, huge fans of Community, so we do have to talk about Community for a bit. Um, there's been multiple Muppet references um, throughout the series. Uh, some of my favorites are Troy and Abed dressed up as Bert and Ernie. Uh, oh, that was me, right? That happened because of me. That's what you I was going to ask. I, I literally had that down as a question of, if, was that your idea? So how did that come about? Because from the first time I looked at the two of them, it looked like Bert and Ernie to me. And I said it for you. We did the, I think we did tag maybe sometime in season two or three, but I had been saying it to Dan Harmon since day one. I'm like, please, you have got to have them as Bert and Ernie because their little head shapes, their faces, their coloring, they're freaking Bert and Ernie. It's ridiculous how much they look like them. So yeah, that was me. But the brilliant thing about that moment is, and this is such a geek thing that I feel like you got to be a huge fan to really get it, is that it looks like uh, Troy is like a live hand puppet and Abed is a rod puppet, like Bert and Ernie Yards. Like that's that's how their hands work. Really, um, the attention to detail on our show was ridiculous. Dan Harmon, you know, we've called him a genius and I believe that he is. And then you have, you know craftsmen like the Russo brothers as our executive producers. Like we, we had an embarrassment of riches on that show. Um, and I, you know, I just, I think we came a little bit, we were a little bit ahead of our time. I don't think the audience uh, was ready for what we were doing. Um, Cause we really were like a live act, live action Simpsons. Like mm-hmm. you knew going to happen. And we all, we referred to ourselves 
off screen, at least I did, as Muppets. I just thought we were Muppets and Isle, the Isle of Misfit toys. Like all of those names apply to all of those crazy people at that, you know, and not just the study group. Everyone at Greendale was like a Muppet. It was ridiculous how crazy everybody was in the best way. So, yeah. I completely agree. That's probably one of the reasons why Jared and I glommed mm. onto that show so much. Like it really is so similar to the types of things that we fell in love with that we've decided to, you know, run a whole website about. Yeah. Um, of yeah, course, then there's it. obviously uh, the season two Halloween episode where you're Glinda the Good Witch, but everyone thinks you're Miss Piggy. Yeah. And that was, it was funny that I can't take credit for that, although I would love to. That's that's from the mind of um, of Dan Harmon. But, um, you know, to get to, listen, both are great. Glinda and Piggy are great, but Piggy is like, you know, that's huge. So I was really honored that I got to, you know, do a version of Miss Piggy. <laughs> And it's sort of the opposite of you in real life, where she like surely seems so insulted that anyone would think that she's Miss Piggy. But I feel like you would say like, no, no, like put me in the pig costume. Like let me let me get the, cut my cosplay on. You know, so, show uh, show some love to her. Hey, to, hey, to Piggy, even from Shirley, I think Shirley had just put a lot of time in in her Glinda costume, mm -hmm. and it's offensive to put in the time she put in, and everyone just thinks that she's Miss Piggy. I think it was more. How dare you? I'm Glinda more so than there's something wrong with Piggy. I think she would respect Piggy as well. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that. that sure, sure. Would I mean, be a fan also, well. I mean, you know, yeah. Shirley's voice was always quite high, and uh, she's got that slight uh, pigginess to yeah. her voice as well. A little bit. <laughs> she's a fan. <laughs> uh, then there was uh, the episode uh, intro to Felt Surrogacy, which was the one where uh, mm -hmm. the cast was. Uh, taken over by puppets or, or replaced with, by uh, with puppets. Um, now I know you had said uh, in interviews before that episode aired uh, or was even produced that you had always wanted there to be like a Muppet themed episode, um, and that's probably the closest we ever got. Uh, first of all, I'd love to know what you kind of had in mind for what you would would have wanted to see from an actual Muppet episode of Community. Well, I mean, I think that is essentially what it was. Like the only way it could have been better is if we had a, a episode with actual Muppets, like to have Kermit and Gonzo, and that that's the only way that it could have possibly been better. But our um, our puppets were created by people that were peripheral in the Henson world, um, and our puppeteers were actual puppeteers that work on Sesame Street and had worked with Muppets or, or on Muppet production. So we had the top tier A-list team on this. And um, um, Julianne, who was my um, puppeteer, I'm still friends with her because I got to see the other thing that was great about it is I got, I've always known that puppeteers were unsung. Like you could, you, there's no way you can be working on your back, looking at a monitor, you know, the arm strength you need, all of it. They have to contort their bodies, all of that. Um, but to see it firsthand and to see them all under that table with their little monitors and, working so hard to get our mannerisms down and our voices down. And um, it was just really wonderful to watch as a, as a fan of puppeteers. I was over the moon the entire week. So that that was essentially our Muppet uh, episode. And I, I had been praying. We all had favorite. Throughout the years, we would kind of go, hey, what about a cartoon? What about anim animation or, or, um, or um, stop motion animation? So we all had different things that we were hoping would happen. And Dan is the same way. He's creative and inventive in the same way. So he had different ideas. We're going to do film noir this week, or it's going to be, you know, an ode to big to Goodfellas. So all of those things and and Muppets were my the one that yeah, I wanted. Yeah, there's a great my dream. Um, behind the scenes featurette. I think on the season four DVD where they show 
like the behind the scenes of that episode and you can just see how excited you are and you're just shouting out, you know, go Shirley as uh, Julianne's got her dancing. Um, and I think it's Drew Massey playing Arbed um, or doing the Arbed puppet. He has mm-hmm. he, just just a couple of little mannerisms. He has Danny Pudi down pat. Like it's fascinating to watch. You know what? I want to give Julianne even more, um, more, um, applause because there was a snafu when we were rehearsing that episode i've never told you about this there was a snafu where i didn't know that we had a table read we had an important table read that they were i can't remember if the puppeteers were coming to the table read or if the puppeteers were getting a video of the table read but that table read was to allow them to be able to see all of our mannerisms so they could incorporate it into their puppeteering i missed that table read so um julianne had to wing it when she was I, we had all gone in and recorded our voices but she had to wing it with all of the Shirleyisms, and i thought she did a great job having never met me before we were on set together not getting the the same uh ability to see me work as Shirley as everyone else did work as Shirley saying those exact lines you know mm-hmm. so i really impressed what she was able to create basically out of thin air we we should add uh for anyone who might not be following along uh julianne is julianne boucher uh who works with the with henson works with the muppets she's uh the performer behind yolanda on the recent uh muppet sitcom and many others uh and she's so talented and she's so kind and uh that honestly of any of the puppeteers who could have performed your character that's like that's top notch yep she's the best Mm -hmm, absolutely uh you um uh your uh some of your community cast members including joel McHale, donald glover ken jeong and chevy chase have all worked with muppets or sesame street uh at some point in their careers um when you were working with them on community was there ever a point where you're like just tell me the stories just like let me know what it's like to to get to you know be on the set or get to work with those guys i'm that's so crazy. I never have asked. I even asked Brett. Brett just did. Brett Golson just did Sesame Street. I want my time in, on the street. I hope that one day I do enough. And I always say I want to do enough. I'm grateful that I got to be in uh, Muppet's Haunted Mansion. Don't get me wrong. I have had my Muppet moment. But, you know, the Sesame Street moment, I think, says says everything about the life you've led, um, that you love, love the kids. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to. And also, Sesame Street is part of my childhood. Like, it I was raised by Sesame Street. So the idea of getting to be on the street and teach the kids something with one of the Muppets is my dream. So I don't want to know how it went for anybody else. I want to find out for myself. Even if I'm on, I don't get on till I'm 80, I would, I'm going to wait until I get on the street to find out myself. I do find it um, amazing that you haven't been on yet because I mean, you've been in the zeitgeist there for years with Drake and Josh and community and, uh, you know, all the other amazing things you've done, like, and you're Emmy nominated, and it's like, yeah, and you're such a massive fan. It's like, yeah, let's get a vet, please. <laughs> like, come on, that's a no-brainer at this point. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm on their radar. I think they're so busy educating the kids. I think you have to be kind of like, you know, you got to be super huge, and I don't think I've gotten there yet. And I, and I, and that's literally how I gauge my life. Like when I got the call for. Haunted Mansion. I'm like, I'm get okay. I'm getting there. Like, I'm almost there. Like, let me just. Once I think you get the Sesame Street call, you truly have become a part of um, the entertainment industry. Really, like proper. I feel like you don't get on. You don't get on Sesame Street unless you have really done something. And so I don't. I don't take it personal that I haven't made it on yet. I just got to keep working. And 
that level. But whenever they call and I pray they do one day, I'm going to be right there, like crying as I walk with my camera out, you know, taking pictures of, of my childhood, basically. We, we call that the Elmo nod when you, no, I just uh. made that up. That's not a real thing. Um, <laughs> but, but we do, I mean, look, we, we do know, you know, we've been playing this Muppet fan game for a long time. We know, we know these folks. We're going to, we're going to put a bug in their ear. Please. I, I feel like if it, even if they don't know who I am as a performer, they have to know that there's some black chick out in the world singing their praises. I just started throwing elbows about the Sesame Place mess. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what you're not going to do is bring Sesame Street into this hot mess because nobody was more upset than Sesame Street was. And they have seen us and us as in black and brown kids our whole lives. They have always seen us. And I it, it's disgusting that the beautiful thing they've built has been tarnished by that situation. So I've been speaking up about it everywhere I go. So I think they at least have heard of me in that regard by now. Yeah, because that's good press for them. And uh, especially like amongst all the noise of everything that happens with happened with Sesame Place. And actually, Jared did something similar uh, recently on, on Tough Pigs where uh, he wrote about like, okay, there's, this is a big mess, but let's not forget Rosita's a great character. Like Carmen is a terrific performer. Yeah, like, I, I, was certain... seeing, um, I was seeing a lot of people go, well, Rosita needs to be retired from the show. And it's like place that, that place did something bad. It was not managed correctly there. And and the other thing I talked about was if we if if um the um television workshop and PBS and everyone had more funding, they wouldn't have to license their characters to get money to be able to do what they need to do. They're doing good work and they have to license it to make money to be able to continue to do good work. Mm -hmm. So if we actually you know, public television, what it should be paid. If we pay teachers what they should be paid, like everyone that's that's educating children are scraping pennies. It's it's backwards, you know? So it's like, I, I just, it, everything about it hurt my heart. What happened to the kids hurt my heart. That Sesame Place would, would tarnish Sesame Street characters and that Sesame Street was getting dragged through the mud because of what that one theme park did. All of it made me livid. I was livid. Yeah, us too. Yeah, yeah it's a horrible thing. Um, but I, I have faith that Sesame will be able to bounce back. You know, the, the news, the news moves fast and Sesame has been here for over 50 years. They'll probably be for another 50 or more. Like they'll be okay. Uh, well, let's talk about Muppets Haunted Mansion. Um, so I, I have to assume knowing nothing that you got this role. <laughs> you got this role because you, like we said, you've been this outspoken Muppet fan and you finally got on the right people's radars and they're like, yes, come play. Um, from your perspective, is do you feel like that's what happened, or was it was it kind of a different journey to get there? I do, but uh, knowing I assume knowing nothing is like my new favorite phrase that I'm going to start every sentence with. <laughs> yes. I right, yes, steal it, go for it. Wait, send an email with that in it so I don't forget what you see. Um, it. Um, I think it was that. Uh, thankfully, the Muppets and Marvel and you know Pixar, just about everything else I adore, is all under the Disney Plus banner now. And um, I, I plus and I love Disney. And so I think through the years, they've heard how much I love the Muppets. And I think as they were putting the special together, it's possible um, that John Stamos and I got the nod in particular because we're Disney plus people. And we're also very vocal Muppet fans amongst Disney plus people. And so I think, I think they threw us a bone. I can't, well, let me leave John out of it. John is John Stamos. They definitely threw me a bone. <laughs> like it literally was like, come here, little girl. Let me give you a little favor. So when I got the call, um, 
the idea that calls like that come the way they come, it was like, we don't know if you'd be interested in doing this, but you know, we don't know if you'd be interested in doing this. <laughs> I need you guys to tell me how much I need to pay you to do this. How much does it cost to get this opportunity? I will write the check right now. Um, so yeah, it was literally them asking if I wanted to do it, wanted to do it. And, and, and I said, yes, which was just amazing. It, Everything about it. Was it was um, obviously, and the lead up to that uh, special, they were announcing all these cameos and it was like, okay, well that's cool. Craig Robinson and you know, whoever it might be. But then when they announced Yvette Nicole Brown, I think amongst all of us Muppet fans, we just went, She's one of us and she got in. Right. <laughs> it was a moment of like, oh, finally, <laughs> finally they let you in. So funny too, as a, as a huge fan of things myself, I under, I realize that I've, I'm pinching myself guys, because when you're in the fandom space, as you guys know, y what you love is over there and you don't ever see, you dream it, but you can't, you can't fathom the idea of you being in this magical world that you absolutely love. Right. So it's, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's in an elevator with Captain America and, and, and Iron Man, or if it's in a, a hearse with Pepe and Gonzo, you, I'm just popping up in spaces that I'm like, I just did Lego Star Wars. You know, it's like I'm I'm a Lego with Obi Wan on an adventure with Boba Fett chasing us. Like, what as a as a fan? How does this happen? So I literally every almost everywhere I go, everywhere I work, I I'm thanking the Lord and pinching myself everywhere I go because I don't know how this is my life. I honestly do not know how this is my life. Do you do you allow yourself I, a moment in? you know, times where you're sitting in an elevator with, you know, Captain America and uh, Iron Man <laughs> or a hearse with Gonzo Pepe, do you allow yourself a moment to just freak out just internally? Absolutely. And not even internally. <laughs> That's the thing about nerd. You guys, you're a nerd. You can't hide your, the, the excitement. And I just tell people, I'm sorry, I'm a nerd and I'm very excited right now. So just give me a moment to get myself together. Because, you know, when we were doing um, um, Haunted Mansion, you know, I'm in... I'm in the hearse with them. They're laying down with their little monitors and Dave and and I'm like, you know, do you understand like my like and Gonzo is my favorite character, by the way. So for me to be in a hearse with Gonzo is uh, and Dave is just I don't I don't know. That's just I don't know how you like what do you do with that? Where where does that get filed in your little fandom brain? I don't know. I'm still processing. Oh, it definitely goes into like core memory, you know. <clears throat> Like that, that's something I need to access over and over again, you know, to remind myself like, like how lucky I am or how great things could be. Yeah. We're like pen pals now. Like I can email him and go, what you doing, Dave? Where, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you know? it's, it's, I've been fortunate enough that I've met a lot of Muppets and I've interviewed a lot of Muppets and I think I, my brain goes to a different place. I almost leave my body and I'm like, I'm going to just. I have to get through this without freaking out that that's, you know, Gonzo I'm talking to. Um, and I do allow myself. Sorry, Gon. What is, how, what, teach me your ways. How do you get your brain uh, go there? I wish I could tell you of that. I really do. Um, it's, I will be right. honest with you. It's slightly the same as I'm doing right now because again, like Joe, that's Shirley. Honey. <laughs> I'm just regular. There's nothing. There's nothing to go crazy about over here. Trust <laughs> Honestly, me. Honestly, that's that's something that helps. Is like you know, over over the years, where like we have gotten to like rub elbows with these people that who we've been worshiping since mm -hmm. we were children, um, and to realize like, oh, they are regular. Like Dave Goals is a regular guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I will say though, and I've, I've said this before, there's only a couple people who still like, I get, I get the back sweat when, when, you know, when I see them, like one of those is like Frank Oz. I, I will never get used to being in a room with Frank Oz. Like it just, it just, it's not, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and not that he was not extremely approachable, but when Carol Spinney was still alive, Carol was, it was just like, that's big bird and Oscar. And he's been doing this for 50 years. Like, I mean, like that's the guy who like taught me how to read, you know, he's my best friend. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And we, I mean, there's not, we're losing so many legends, like so many people from our childhood. Well, my, I think I'm older than both of you. My childhood, they're just kind of slipping away, you know? So Olivia Newton-John two days ago, it's like, horrible yeah yeah i i hate to say that's gonna happen more and more often and you know especially for for us like getting to know a lot of these old timers who like worked directly with jim henson and getting to work on projects directly with them you know through the website and knowing that like you know i'm grateful that we have this time now but there's so many people that we've you know we didn't get that chance with and the day will come where we don't get that chance anymore so we kind of have to go for it while we while we can i agree Mm -hmm. i agree uh, back to uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion. Um, did you have to learn how to drive a hearse for that scene? They did this really. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. I think they've probably talked about it since then. They had this amazing. I want to say 360. Well, not 360, but they had. We were surrounded by screens almost on all four sides, and those screens could project anything back, and it looked lifelike. So when I was driving, we were just on a stage, and they were just kind of rocking the hearse, and then the streets were going by. So I never, I, the car was never on. I don't even know if that car had an engine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it's like that Mandalorian technology that they use. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I, I know that you, you only had a couple scenes. They were both with Gonzo and Pepe. Um did you get to interact with any of the other characters while you were there? No, I didn't. They had a really tight schedule. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they were. I think they were the only two puppeteers that were on set the day that I shot. I had visited um, a couple of days earlier. For, I think for my fitting, they let me go on the stage to look because, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to be around that many Muppets and not, you know, snoop around a little bit. Yeah. I had to see a couple others work, but those are the only two that were there the night that I shot. Uh, that's a shame because, like, you... Like you, you're there. You want to like. I mean, it's great to hang out with Gonzo and Pepe. Don't get me wrong, but you're like, mm-hmm. but where's Kermit? Where's Peggy? Piggy? I got. I want to. Because Kermit was there the day of my. I gotta. You can remind me. I gotta post that picture. Um. But yeah, I met Kermit. Uh, the day that I did my um, my fitting. Uh, saw him and cried. By the way, that makes sense. Yep. That's rocks. Yep, that's about right. Yep. Yep, I'm definitely about to cry, and I'm. I apologize to him and his puppeteer friend. But uh, yeah, I cried like a baby at the sight of him. Yeah, there's that. It. That's it, yeah, that's an emotional moment meeting Kermit the Frog. I mean, not everyone gets to do that. Yeah, and he's kind of like you know the biggest star in the world. Absolutely, he is. Yeah, Absolutely, that's like, that's like meeting Tom. Not I was going to say yeah, Tom Hanks. Like that's, that's yeah, that's there's no, no. Who? who I've never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> I met Betty White. I was blessed to work with Betty White a couple of times. May she rest in peace. But she's another one. She on site. Gary Marshall on site. The ugly cry because it's your childhood walking in the door like it's people that you revered since you were a kid and they walk in the door and it's just i love you so much and and it was it was bad it was really bad betty white was like no (laughs) (laughs) oh betty oh let's talk about it (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> Which oh, is how, exactly how you want Betty White to be. Please just give me a hug and tell me it's going to be all right, Betty. And she really did that in that moment. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, what if it was the other way around, though? <laughs> like she's been keeping the secret. <laughs> Going going to fandom, back to fandom, because I'm such a huge fan myself and I know what it feels like to really, for someone to really, for you to love someone a lot. And it's I know it seems weird because they don't know you. And as a fan, you feel like you've had so many experiences with this person and they they don't know you. They've never met you. And so your emotion is so big. And, and the kind people I've found, the Betty Whites, the, the Gary Marshalls, the Tom Hanks, I'm sure, um, they meet you in that moment and they and they walk with you through that moment because what it is for me, if I meet like a, a kid who loves Drake and Josh and, you know, I've had some babies cry because it's weird because they, they see you as like a cartoon or they don't see you as real and then you're in the frozen food section with them at Ralph's and they just, their little electric, you know, neurological system kind of bugs out from it. In the same way with us, the way we react when we see someone we love. So I try to meet them in the moment because the point is, they want to say something to you. There's something they want to tell you. There's something they, a question they want to ask you. And their emotions are such that the moment will be passed and they'll be in their car driving home with their parent and they'll, I didn't ask her about the dada. So I try to always meet them and go, is there something you want to ask me? Do you want to talk about something? And then that gives them a moment to get themselves together and go, yes, well, you are Drake and Josh. And then you can actually have the moment and they get to have the actual moment they want to have. The crying mm -hmm their body reacting to the moment because I know what's happened to me, but the conversation is what they want to have. And so I always try to find a way to, to get them to, to center, get centered with them so we can actually have the moment that I, they want to have. Yeah. I appreciate that you do that very much because, you know, so I, I live in New York city and I will, you know, I, I'm from the Midwest. So like, I still look people in the eye and uh, I'll walk down the street and like, I'll be like, that's that guy from that movie or whatever it is. And sometimes I have the courage to go up to them and say hello. And you know, of course, I would never do it if they were, you know, with yeah, busy. or yeah, like they got the sunglasses and hat thing going on. Like, it's like, yeah, you don't want to be bothered. I get it. Uh, but uh, there there have been a few people that it's like I passed them and I should have gone back. And like, I just I, I still feel that regret about a few a few of those missed opportunities. It's a lifetime thing. And then also with listen, again, it helps when you are. I am a fan. When I met Janet Jackson, who everybody knows I adore, when I met Janet Jackson, like I wanted a picture with her. I wanted to tell her how much she meant to me. I wanted to ask her some questions about my favorite videos, all this stuff. So I know that that is the same thing. And sometimes if you if your adrenaline is pumping, you'll have a moment with someone and you won't get the picture. Mm -hmm. So the I always say is, do you want to take a picture? Oh, yeah. And it's like the picture never crossed their mind because they were so out of their body in that moment. You know, there yeah. are always. And it's not even just about. Um, for people that are on television or whatever, everybody's going through a lot, you guys. Like everybody is really stressed out and this pandemic and financial stuff and political stuff, everybody literally just wants to be seen and they want to be okay. Those are the two things everybody on this earth wants. And so if you are in a position to see someone, like I believe it's important to compliment strangers. I compliment strangers all the time and effusive compliments, like not just, you know, I'll go up to somebody. I saw a lady in the grocery store the other day and I said, you look really pretty today. And she was like, oh, you know, because the thing is, she did look really pretty and she time to pick her dress and to do her hair and to put on her whatever. And not that she did that for the strange woman in, in the, the produce section. She did that for herself, but it's still nice to know that someone saw your effort. 
you know, and it's nothing wrong with as long as you're not creepy and you just pop in and go, oh, I like your purse. Oh, you wearing those boots. It you the pe people's countenance changes, right? They 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 stand a little taller when they realize that they've been seen, and so that's really all any of us can do and should do every day. And it doesn't have to be people you know. Like if you see something on someone that you like, or somebody has a nice car, or their begonias in front of their house look particularly good as you're walking the dog, tell them, look at those begonias. Those are some beautiful begonias. I don't know if I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying like see people. Come out of your stuff and see people and and plant a flower in their in their life or in their day in some way, you know? So that's all it is. Yeah, you're right in that like I uh I had someone the other day just say to me out of nowhere, You've got great hair. Now I do see? now I do have great hair, so that's it's a fair enough comment. But like yeah, for like I that was three days ago and I'm still riding that high. See what I mean? And and, and it wasn't anybody you knew. That's the thing. Like, there's, it's we, all of our friends. Your friends tell you you have great hair. I was going to tell you before we got off the, the the podcast, but it's something about you're just out in your world, not thinking about your great hair or your nice purse or your whatever. Or maybe you're having a really bad day, and you know, or doubting yourself in some way. And somebody walking up, going, "Oh, I really like the, you know, the way you put your outfit together." Somebody saw you. You're not a. You're in the world. You actually exist. We all just want to feel like somebody sees us and we all just want to be okay. Those two things are universal. And the kind people want it for others as well and not just themselves. I want everybody to be okay. I want everybody on this planet to be okay. You know? So, I love that sentiment. That's great. Now, by the way, this does remind me very much of, a, of an episode of Community. Uh, this is after after your tenure there, but uh, there was an episode with Keith David, uh, mm -hmm. his character, where he's, I think they're at a wedding. And he's just ha gets into this groove of like complimenting people that he doesn't know because they love hearing it. It's like, hey, you're a guy who knows how to wear a shirt, or like yeah, a sandwich <laughs> or whatever it was. It was hysterical. Good episode. Uh, so, um, I also, uh, you know, something I'm always curious about with uh, people who, uh, you know, are huge Muppet fans. Uh, I love <laughs> asking them about uh, what kind of form their Muppet fandom takes nowadays, uh, like currently. Like, are you? watching things are you going back and watching the muppet show on disney plus or uh do you like collect merchandise anything like that i own all of the muppet show episodes on dvd great i bought a replica of my shirley puppet because oh, i'm amazing and it's a chance that i have a muppet that looks like me made by people peripheral to the henson dynasty or the family. So um, I did that and it was big money for, I remember the time I bought it, it was like close to my paycheck and I just gone and gave it to him because I'm like, I want this. Um, I just actually got gifted a Gonzo replica. There's a woman named Emily Rose on Twitter that makes beautiful Muppets. And um, she gifted me with a Gonzo. Like I told you, Gonzo is my favorite. So I think it was the my Gonzo. plumber, wasn't it? Dressed as the plumber? Yeah. Yep. Yes, I'm. I'm fortunate yep. that I have an Emily replica as well. So great. Which one do you have? Who do you have? Uh, I have uh, a baby Sweetums. So it's Sweetums from the new Muppet Baby Show, and he is adorable. I love it. I also have a. I have a Kermit that I have. I'm still amazed that this Kermit still speaks. It was one that came out probably 20 years ago. He's singing um, Caribbean amphibian. If you hold, if you squeeze his button, he his um not his butt, his button is in his little hand that and he catches flies and and he's still he's li like life size whatever size kermit would be on the muppet show so i have him and then also when lego came out with the muppet the small muppet uh, figures 
I went ape. Sure. <laughs> I had <laughs> because I kept buying them because I was there's still one I couldn't get. I don't know if I'm missing. I think I'm missing Rolf. No, I'm, I'm missing Fozzie. I can't find a Fozzie, so I'm gonna have to go on eBay or go deep state diving on Reddit somewhere to see who has a Fozzie bear. We'll, we'll get you one. Yeah, give me. We can. We'll hook you up with, with a Fozzie. We'll figure that out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's great. I love hearing that. You know, like I think it's it's hard to foster fandom when, especially in the times where uh, there's not a lot happening uh, with Muppet fandom. Or in Muppet Productions, I mean. Um, and I know we're really lucky that we did get Haunted Mansion last year, and there's a new uh, Mayhem series that's coming very soon. Um, but, you know, for us, like, we've been at this, you know, Muppet thing for a long time, and there are, like, years that go by with nothing. Or, like, there's, like, one new T-shirt or, like, one new, like, Hallmark ornament for the whole year, and, like, that's it. You know, we got to figure out ways to, like, keep it alive, you know, within, within us and with our community. I saw your website though. Like you guys will go in and do a deep dive on one thing in particular, which I think is really great, you know? Um, and it's really, I think what fandom in general is about too, is just the camaraderie because every time I'm sure you guys interview a new Muppet fan, you're seeing the fandom through their eyes. And so that revives it too. And it's, it's fun for, for fans to <clears throat> get a chance to talk about when they first loved the Muppets or who their favorite Muppet is or whatever. And you learn different things, you know, through that. So that's how we do it. We have to keep it alive for ourselves. So what were your favorite like sketches or Muppet moments when you were younger? Oh gosh, there's so many. Anytime Big Bird and Snuffleupagus were doing their thing and Snuffleupagus with the big, the big eyelashes and, as big as he was, I just saw the clip recently where everybody found out that he was real for the first time and they like panned by all the faces. Um, and I just, it just so many warm memories out with Sesame Street in particular. Um, it was to Muppet memories. Uh, Kermit, uh, the first time I saw him sing Rainbow Connection in the Muppet movie will, is imprinted on my heart. Like when I, when I pass away, it will be one of the memories that flashes in front of my head because it was just such a magical song it was our first time seeing muppets with legs well mine anyway as a kid because you never saw their legs and so by the time he was riding the bike it was over for me um the um i'm going to go back there someday is why gonzo's my favorite muppet that song is so beautiful i mean it, it rotates between that and rainbow connection is my two favorite muppet songs but um i'm moving right along can't go wrong moving right along but um just something about the way Dave sing, well, Gonzo sings that song is so beautiful. That's another thing that just did me. Um, uh, Manamana is big. Danny Boy with, um, <laughs> Danny Boy is one of the funniest clips ever. Not just a Muppet clip. By the time Animal comes in, um, I, I can't. So that's just a few. Well, you brought we up. Used to, uh, I was going to say. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Sorry, I didn't say. You brought up Rainbow Connection, uh, and uh, I'm going to go back there someday. And that just reminded me, you got to work with Paul Williams on Community, who is Dude. a previous uh, guest of this very podcast, and uh, has promised me that uh, you know, touch all of the wood that if I happen to pass away before him, he'll come to my funeral and sing Rainbow Connection. Tell me that. <laughs> um, you were fan, fan girling out or fanboying. I fangirled so hard 
I like all all but laid at his feet when he was on community. I followed Paul around like a freaking shadow. I was like, I would, you know, the um the character um Chris Farley did on remember, remember the time when you um when you yep. that <laughs> when you were on the and then you say he was like yes he passed yes <laughs> <laughs> so like i think i embarrassed myself but i it was paul williams what did y'all do i love him so much it's i'm telling you it's just i got uh, i was know. i was He's... really lucky uh my father is a massive paul williams fan and mm-hmm. when he found out i was interviewing him like he told everybody he knew oh you know jared's interviewing paul williams um and dad happened to be home the day we did it and so i said to paul after the interview hey do you mind if i go get my dad and he goes oh my god do it and that was february last year and my dad will still uh tell everyone that story he's got the video of it um that he's shown like he'll walk around to stores because he's a rep and he'll show people like oh you know paul williams oh yeah my son uh knows him and i got to meet him and what a guy he's such a he's such a good man and and one of our greatest songwriters, I think he is, I know he's heavily awarded and, and all that, but he's, they, they don't make him like Paul Williams. Well, and mm-hmm. going back to what we were saying before, he's the nicest guy. He's such a nice guy. When, um, I mean, much like, like, uh, you know, setting the, up this interview with you, Yvette, uh, you know, we reached out to him years ago just to say like, hey, you know, or we know you're a big deal, but like, would you want to, and he's like, yes, yes, let's do it. Like, all I want to do is talk about Muppets. And we got to, like, not only did we get to do a terrific long form interview with the Paul Williams, like he invited us to like his hotel and treated us to breakfast and like, let's like have a conversation and let's talk for like two hours about every little detail you could ever want to know. And like, who does that? Eat celebrity or not? Who does that? And you know, you're making me realize that because he had said something to me at the time, like we should have lunch. And I was, and I thought he was just being nice. And now I'm like, he probably, we probably could have lunch. Yeah. He, I, I guarantee you, he wants to be friends. Like that's, that's like, that's his MO. He reached out to me once and uh, just emailed me. It's like, hey, do you play golf? Do you want to play golf sometime? I'm like, Paul, I wish in this moment more than any other time in my life that I knew how to play golf. <laughs> oh, he's such a dear man. He is such a dear man. Yeah. That's oh, the best. Um, uh, so hypothetically, if they were yeah. to bring the Muppet Show back Oof. and they were to say to you, Yvette, we want you to be a guest on the Muppet Show, uh- what would you want to do? Oh God, that's, I mean, even you saying that gave me agita. Like I <laughs> don't feel worthy. I mean, even like, even when we were talking about Sesame Street earlier, like I just don't, I've, ne- I've never been like, I can't believe they haven't had me on. I don't feel worthy yet. Like, I don't feel like I've earned it yet. And I don't, you know, I don't know what I would, I mean, I I probably would dress up as Miss Piggy. Of course, we'd have to do that. That'd have to be part of the show in some way. Um, I would love to get to sing with, Kermit or or Gonzo or Pepe like that would be great I mean there's I I can't I, I you know I've never even dreamed that big like that's so big do the Muppet show my god I can't even imagine right, well while you're thinking I do want to confirm for you that you are not small potatoes like you would be a gut for this I was gonna say if I think that would be you are a, worthy yeah really fun episode yeah uh, thank you absolutely um 
Because I know, like back when they when they did the Muppet Show the first time around, like they would kind of take the celebrity out to to lunch or something, and they would say, "Okay, what do you want? To, like, what are your favorite characters? What are your ideas?" And kind of they would collaborate together. And I feel like that's why this is such a, a, a an interesting you know uh, exercise to say like not just what what would a writer decide to do with you? It's what would you want to do with them? That's what they do on Saturday Night Live too, right? They when you go in, you sit down, and you say, and it's very telling that. I had not thought about, I've never thought of that question because I've never seen myself on The Muppet Show. I can dream big enough for Sesame Street. But I didn't bring in The Muppet Show back and you're the host for the week. Ooh, I, I've never dreamed that big. We finally reached my ceiling. <laughs> well, that might be time know, to start were... to dream that big, I think. I think just maybe just maybe just have it in a little lockbox at the back and bring it out, you know, at 3 a.m. when you get up to get a glass of water. You know, it's funny too. Like, I don't know that people believe me when I say this, but I'm really not an ambitious person. Like, I've never had a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. And I don't have like, you know, I don't have a master plan for this 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 career. And I always joke and say, like, I kind of forced Gump my way through everything I've gotten. Like I looked up and it's like, I'm standing next to this great person or that great person. None of it was planned. So I don't have... um I just don't dream in that way. Like I, I wake up and go, I can't believe I get to do this. And then I just kind of dumpty do my way through it. And it's just, I'm amazed. Even with, even with community, I've, I've told this story before, but um, I wasn't going to audition for community. I, I had had a really bad pilot season and my teeth had been kicked in one too many times. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm taking my ball and going home. And uh, that night I got a call from my agent saying, you have an audition for a show called Community Center at a community college. And um, I told them, um, I told myself, I'm going to get up like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm going to call my agent and I'm going to pass. I didn't want to tell my agent that night because I didn't want them to try to talk me into it. So I was like, I'm just going to wake up, tell them I'm not going in, whatever. And so I woke up that morning at like eight o'clock and I said, well, let me just read it. I'm going to read the script first before I pass. And then I read it and was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I had to scramble to try to learn lines and create a character in time for the audition, which was like at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. But that's Forrest Gumping because I, I really was not going to go in. And they saw everybody for all of those characters. Like there were probably 200 women there. I'm not joking to audition for Shirley that day. And um, I still don't know how I got it because there were some talented women there that work all the time. And, um, you know, Forrest Gump. It, it was just, it ended up in all my plates. Crazy. That's terrific. I love that. Sometimes you just got to be in the right place at the right time and just have the want and to be the mm -hmm. right person. Sometimes you are the right person. Um, so uh, I have to drop this. I don't know if this is actually Muppet related, but you and I have something else in common. We're both from Cleveland. Uh, I grew up in Cleveland Heights and South Euclid. So not you know, terribly far from you. Yeah, I grew up in East Cleveland and Warrensville and mm -hmm. my that I lived on was Noble Road, which was near um, Euclid, Noble Road and Euclid. Yeah. Get out of here. I know. I don't know if there's something to that of, of Clevelanders becoming Muppet fans. What else is there to do besides shovel snow? Come on. That's true. <laughs> and to and to leave Cleveland. Like, that's the other reason to grow up in Cleveland is to get out. If I could do what I do now in Cleveland, I would have stayed. I love I love the Cleveland people. I even love the, I love the change of seasons. I don't love winter, but I love the change of seasons. And, you know, it's a great place to be from. Good people come out of Ohio. Well, some parts of Ohio, some parts of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Good people come out of Cleveland. Let me say that. Because <laughs> other, 
Yeah. Uh, no, it's true, and I I completely agree with you. I like the seasons. That's why that's why I chose to live in New York over L.A. because I like my seasons, and and I do love going back to Cleveland. It's a great place to be. But you know, I think you know similarly to I mean, look, you're you're a performer. There's really only a few seasons, a few cities where you know you could really have a a, a good career doing that. But um, you know, it's not uh, as a fan. It's not like there's a easy way to find a community of people who have similar interests, especially something that's so niche. You know, you kind of have to be in a city of millions of people to find your, your, your people. Oh, it's easier because of social media. But you know, when we were kids, when I was kid, there, there was no social media. So it's like you, you literally, if the person, if you didn't find another Muppet fan at your school, you were toughing it out, watching the Muppet show by yourself. Um, yeah. It's different now though. Yep. Yep. That was me. We we could have we could have found each other if we had both stayed. We would have found each other. We we would have. My friend Janine loved the Muppets too. So I I, I had I had Janine and my brother loved them too. So those are my two people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I had to I had to rein the rest of my family into it. Oh, yeah. I've been Muppets I've been trying great. to get my uh I've got two nieces and a nephew. I've managed to get one into kind of Muppet Babies, the new one, and the others just are mm-hmm. not interested. Although my uh. 18 month old nephew as of a couple of days ago now says Melmo when he sees Elmo on TV and I'm like close enough one that doesn't like the Muppets didn't they not grow up with the uh, Sesame Street not really see it's weird in Australia Sesame Street's not as big of a thing as it was say when I was a kid um like and with just the amount of social media and channels and stuff nowadays um, they're much more, you know, like to watch something like Bluey, which don't get me wrong, it is an amazing TV show. Um, but Sesame Street was never really on their radar, and I kind of probably forced it on them a little bit to be like, "Nah, come on, watch it." And they did it enough to humor me, but even then, I'm not sure Sesame Street's even on at the moment in Australia. Yeah, because I think it's only on HBO now. And the other thing is too, it was such a american urban type show the look of it too like you had to it might just weren't to see like brownstones and all it's just you know I, I i can see that it's it probably wouldn't hit them the same way it hit me you know in the 70s for sure yeah for sure and it's like we will get muppets out here for you know probably it used to be once every sort of at least two years although obviously due to the pandemic they haven't been here for a while so there's definitely some sort of market for it in Australia, but we're just not seeing anything. Um, so that might change. I don't know. I hope it does. Um, if only because I want to, you know, talk to Cookie Monster again when you're sitting right next to me instead of over Zoom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, can we very quickly talk about Cleveland? Uh, I know a few years ago you are in Melbourne, were you not? Yes, it was probably, oh gosh, it's been probably a decade now. I came for one of your... Um, signings i think it was uh Oz, was it ozcon yeah, oz comic con yeah i came for that um fun fact was on a flight i would there was a flight that was on its way there years ago that water started to pour inside the the, the plane like a river of water going down this double-decker plane and all i kept thinking about was when it seeps through the ceiling it's going to electrify us and we're going to fall from the sky so we ended up having to turn the plane around um and fly back out the next day and I had never been to Australia and it was I think what it's 11 hour flight I think it is from America and all I kept thinking of is if I don't get back on this plane I'll never get on another plane again 
So I got on it terrified and flew to Oz Comic Con and had the time of my life. It's the only time I made it to to Australia in my life. Um, and so it was beautiful. I loved the country. I loved Oz Comic Con very well put together mm-hmm. and had a good time. Had a good time. But that was probably ten it's probably ten years ago now. Gonna say it's been a long time. I um I tried to get tickets when I found out you were gonna be there and the uh they were sold out and I was like how am I going to, I've got to get to a vet somehow. And it took me 10 years, but here we are. <laughs> we, we finally made it to each other. Delvon, I didn't know, I didn't know anybody cared about coming to see me there. That's, that's really nice to hear. Again, Joe, that's Shirley. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so Yvette, we uh, end every episode of this podcast with a series of questions. Uh, Jared has his list. I have mine. Uh, because you have been my guest today, uh, then uh, you're going to answer a few questions from me, uh, lightning round style, if that's all right. Do it. Okay. Uh, first question is, what is your favorite dessert? Ooh, I'm going to go with strawberry shortcake. Great choice. I had a, I had a salad last week that, that tasted like a strawberry shortcake, and I don't know how they did it, but Wow. Teach, they need to teach me their ways. That sounds amazing. Yeah, really. Um, who is your favorite superhero? Wonder Woman. Oh, great choice. There's just such a lovely human being, but I grew up watching her and we're, we're friends on Twitter now, so I'm going with Wonder Woman. That's great. And you've both been very uh, vocal and, and active about certain things in politics these days. Uh which has been, by the way, like really satisfying to see from both of you uh, and all the celebrities who are speaking up. Um, and hey, Linda Carter is a former Muppet Show guest star. So another connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we know the answer to this, but we're, I'm going to ask it anyway. If there was a Muppet based on yourself, who would you want to perform it? Oh, Julian. I mean, right. It's already happened. Yeah. That we, we, I've asked this question to a few people and you're the first one who can genuinely say like, no, it, it, yeah. it it's already cast. Yeah. Uh, please pick a number between one and 100. Uh, 21. 21. Uh, the AFI's top 100 movies, uh, the number 21 movie is Chinatown. Uh, have you seen it and did you like it? <laughs> I have never seen all of it. And I think that means I probably didn't like it, <laughs> but I don't, I haven't tried in a while. What was number two? What's the number two? That was what I wanted to pick. Uh, number two is Godfather. Okay. Yeah. I have seen it and love that. Yeah. Great. Well, we can, we can let number 21 go because let it go. It's Chinatown. Yeah, it's Chinatown. Um, so in our previous episode of this podcast, our guest, Ken Quapis, who is the director of uh, the Sesame Street movie, Follow That Bird, asked this question, not knowing who our next guest would be. What Muppet film would you love to see be made? Oh, what? Like that hasn't been made before? Correct. Oh. You know, I would love, sorry, to, I would love a Gonzo or a Grover origin story Ooh, that's Grover's another favorite Muppets I don't think Grover gets the love he deserves um so yeah I'd love to I'd love to see an origin story with with them and I know Grover's all, over on Sesame Street but you know 
especially Gonzo. Like, there's some stuff there with Gonzo. Like, we really, like, what's going on? Let's really talk. I want to see it. Let's get into the marrow of the bone there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> who who would you who would you play in that movie, Yvette? The therapist talking to talking to Gonzo. Like I think Gonzo would have some sort of animal level snap and need to talk to somebody to work through it. And I would be the therapist that would talk to him about his life. And I help feel him. like the the end of that movie is that he effectively drives you insane just by talking to you. In a white jacket. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm probably in a white jacket bouncing against walls by the end of the film, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, I also kind of love the idea of a of a Gonzo and Grover team up movie. Wouldn't all that about, be great? Yeah, all about all about their like like thin furry blue arms. Yeah, and being misunderstood and not really love the way they should and appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I love that, and also blue. I love fur. it. <laughs> Um, and finally, uh, without knowing who our next guest is, what question would you like to ask them? Oh, this is a, this is tough. Um, what is your favorite Muppet song? Ah, oh, great question. Somebody's asked that before. Nobody's Someone... asked that one. No. Really? The, this, this last question has been, has been the gamut of like, what's the meaning of life to why did, why was six afraid of seven? I mean, it could be anything. Muppets, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll still, what's your favorite Muppet song? Muppet song? I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Yvette Nicole Brown, this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your fandom with us. Um, and thank you for being you because you really have given us such an amazing experience uh, just chatting with you here on this podcast. Thank you for having me and thank you for not using the video. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Just, just, just for you. I, I usually post screenshots, but for you, Yvette, I promise I will not. Thank you. We can take one though, so that you can have one. You want to smile and we'll take a picture. All right, let's take a thing, out, and I'll just screenshot it when I uh, edit this. So everyone, smile. And done. Beautiful. Love it. 